Hi, my name is Michael Campion. I play Jackson on Netflix's Fuller House. I'm here with Elias, and you guys are listening to The Man Cave Chronicles. Welcome to another episode of The Man Cave Chronicles. Welcome to the party, pal. You're my boy, boo. Yo, Adrian. I A podcast with interviews of amazing guests from the world of pop culture. Oh, yeah. TV. Nice. Movies. Oh, I love the movies. Comedy and more. From deep inside the man cave, your host, Elias. Michael, welcome to the cave. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. How are you, man? What's new with you? Man, not much, you know, uh, obviously everyone's same old, same old, uh, waiting for this thing to go by until acting kicks in again and then I'll be out in LA. Yeah. How you been dealing with that? What you've been doing? You know, it hasn't been so bad for me. Uh, I, I live in Florida, so I got to, go back a little bit. um, uh, I stay with my family. I got to, you know, see them again. Cause I live out in LA most of the time. And, um, I got to play, I mean, chill out, play some video games. I mean, I'm just ending high school now, so uh, I kind of got the, the, the brunt end of the senior situation. But, yeah, besides that, it's all been good. I know a lot of people are in worse situations. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So, man, yeah, man, you've been busy for the last few years. I you know you've been on, of course, everybody, everybody knows you from Fuller House, but you've been on other projects as well, and uh, we'll talk about that. But uh, from what I've been reading, man, do you ever have, like, a downtime? Because, like I said, you've been busy. Right. Um, for the majority of Fuller House, there wasn't a, a whole lot of downtime. Um, we would shoot like seven months, eight months out of the year. And uh, we had like the weekends off and all that, but it was pretty much like a full week of shooting. Um, so now I'm now I'm guess I'm making up for all that downtime, right? Right. To relax. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so before we start talking about, about Fuller House, man, uh, how old were you when you kind of had an idea that you wanted to get into acting? Surprisingly, I was five years old, so I started doing like community theater when I was five, and uh, my, my very first role was, I was an Oompa Loompa in, in uh, uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, so that was very fun. Well, uh, how did you like, did you, like, how did you have like an idea, like, this is what you wanted to do? How did I get an idea? Oh, man. Um, well, I'll, I'll tell you a fun story. So I was three years old and my mom put me just to see, I mean, she, she knew I was already a pretty extroverted kid because I went out and I, I talked to people. I'd just go up, I'd start cracking jokes and I'm like, who is this kid? So she's like, hey, why not put him in this Halloween costume competition? So I go in, I'm dressed as baby Elvis. I have like this sparkly guitar. I'm like, like three feet tall and, and, and I'm, just rocking the stage like I had zero fear like a hundred percent confidence and you know some of the other kids in my age group like were kind of going up there they were shy some of them started crying some of them had to go up with their parents I didn't even want my mom up there according to her and I was just went up to the judges just was talking to them I went back and I, I won the entire thing and my wow. mom was like okay so I just really funny I still have like the like the big trophy in my room um so after that, my mom was like, hey, let's see if he likes theater. And uh, I, that's, that's where my love really, I mean, it started at a super early age. And I've always been naturally pretty extroverted. So it hasn't been too much of a problem for me. Well, I, I got to know, did you tell John Stamos the story about Elvis? You know what? I haven't. I have never told him that wow. story. I totally should. Yeah, next time I see him, I'll bring it up. <laughs> so That's funny. So when you got older and you started getting into acting, like, like, when you told your family, this is what I want to do for like the rest of my life, like what was your reaction to this? I mean, 
it, I, I, it wasn't really an all at once thing. I think it kind of happened gradually. So, you know, after I started doing a bit of community theater, uh, they saw that that really took off. So I just took the next logical step. Like I started doing um, like film and TV. I got an agent, I did modeling, I did some commercials. And then from there, I took even more film and TV acting classes. And then I got my very first feature film at nine years old. So honestly, I never said, hey, I want to be a celebrity or I want to be famous. I just said, I really like acting. And things, I mean, fortunately and very lucky for me, sort of fell into my lap um, just because I loved it so much. I, I, I think that some people have the wrong idea, like they force into it because they, 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 they want to achieve a certain thing. They, they don't go into it for acting. So that's honestly all I did. And it, it got me in the place where I am now. And uh, then shortly after, I mean, I was 12 when I got Fuller House. So you, you can imagine that, you know, I, I did one feature film, I did another feature film the same year with lots of acting stuff in between. So there really wasn't a moment where I wasn't acting in some way, shape yeah. or form. I think that, that, that this is the longest time I, I've been without uh, any sort of acting at all. Wow. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's awesome that, you know, like the way you, the way you see things, like it's more about like, you just enjoy doing this so much. Like you don't care. Like you make it sound like you, like you don't even care about becoming a huge celebrity. You just want to keep working and keep having fun and enjoy it. Right. Yeah, exactly. I think that I, I, I love my craft and anyone who is in it for another thing is not going to make it in my opinion. So you, you mentioned you did a few commercials. Uh, what were them? And uh, do you have like a favorite one that sticks out the most? I have a favorite one. Yeah, I do. I do have a favorite one. Actually, I, I've done several commercials, most of them here in um, Florida. I'm actually in Florida right now uh, at this little beach condo I have. But um, my, my, my favorite commercial, so I'll, I'll tell you this story. I, <laughs> this is so funny. Um, I was going in for this Publix uh, commercial. Publix is like this grocery store that we have here yeah. in Florida. Oh, you know what Publix is? Yeah, yeah. Okay, great. Yeah, just for people who maybe didn't know. So um, I'm, I'm up for this like grocery store uh, audition and I go into this, you know, it, it's typical, like you have a few, maybe like, like 20 kids in the thing, they call them in one by one. And that was the very first audition. Then they, they, they called me in for a callback because I guess they liked what I did. And this was like the final decision. So I had to go in there and sort of prove myself. So I go in and I'm with uh, like three other people who were supposed to be casting for a family. So I had me, uh, my dad and my mom and my other like brother or something like that. And we all had these plates that had Cheez-Its on them because we we're supposed to be eating. And that was like our, our fake eating. And they had little letters on them. And me just being like the like nine-year-old kid that I was, I spelled the word fart with these, um, with the <laughs> and, and and the director or like I don't know who it was, but they saw that and they thought it was so funny that that they cast me. And now um, my my best friend Louis Tomio, we got this uh, this commercial together. He played my my brother on the show, and he's actually here with me today. He's he's here staying in the beach condo, and we've been best friends ever since that commercial. It oh, was the awesome. funniest thing. It was like it was like a, a monumental commercial. I wish I could like. I wish I could just insert a little bit of video so you guys could see it. Cause it, it was just literally so brief, but so important in my career. I thought that was great. <laughs> I'm, sh I'm sure you could probably try to get a hold of that tape somewhere. Yeah. I, I really want it. I think I have it on a flash drive somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So man, I mentioned earlier, you know, Netflix, uh, 
it just recently started at Netflix Fuller House, which just wrapped up for the final season a few weeks ago, man. How do you feel about the show ending? Ah, that's, uh, oh man. Um, bittersweet, I think is the word I've been using because, you know, as much as I hate to see it go, I think that we wrapped it up very nicely and I love everyone. I love the whole cast. They're like a second family to me, but now I feel like it's time to, you know, branch out a little bit and, do my own uh, more serious acting. I think that Fuller House has only shown a little bit of my range because I like doing, you know, dr dramatic type roles. I like doing, uh, the, the next project I want is a dramatic feature film. Now that Fuller House is done, that kind of opens up those options. But like I said, you know, uh, it's very interesting not being on a set every single day and seeing these people that you consider family. You know, that's, that's kind of hard to give up for sure. So you said you were 12 years old when you got this. Do you remember like your audition when you went in there? And when you went in there, did you know it was going to be like a sequel to Full House, the original show? Oh, this is another great story. I got to tell you about this audition process here. So um, anyways, yes, the, the audition process. So uh, I had to put my audition on a self-tape because I live here in Florida and I couldn't go out to California and fly to do it. So I had a reader and, I, uh, and me on the other side, we taped my my scene that they gave me um my, my original character's name was jd it was like for untitled sitcom one so i didn't really think anything of it i just sent it off and then i got a callback with new sides and the name of the show it was fuller house i was like oh my gosh this is a sequel to full house and i'm playing jd like dj's son yeah. it was the it, it was it was the craziest moment so at that moment i knew i'm like okay i really gotta step up my game here so I sent in uh, the, the second audition and then I got a third call back and I was like, oh my gosh, this is insane. I, I, I cannot believe that I'm going three, three for three. Like that is almost unheard of when you're going for any kind of audition, because if you're, if you get to like the third callback, I mean, you're, you're really like in, in the top 25 possibly. Yeah. So I send in my, my final audition. They wanted me to, to fly out to California, but it was sort of a, a miscommunication on my manager's part. I don't really know what, what happened there. It doesn't really matter, but I didn't get to fly out to California, so I sent in my other audition. And they actually didn't pick me. They got another Jackson. They, well, they, they also switched the character's name to Jackson. And I was like, oh, well, there goes the character. I mean, there goes my shot. So I'm, you know, several days later, I'm self-taping for a completely different project and as my mom is waiting in the lobby of this self-tape place she gets an an email from my manager saying they didn't like the kid so they want me to go on the tape right this second like literally right then and wow. it was so it was such a lucky moment because i was on tape right then and i told that also my my um uh, uh reader the taper uh, is my acting coach her name is kia and uh, I told Kia, I'm like, Kia, stop whatever we're doing right now. They just dropped this kid and want me to do an audition right this second. She's like, okay, what do we need to do? So I go to Walmart. I go to get a completely separate set of clothes. I, I come back. I have to like read these lines like, hey, we don't care if you memorize them or not. Literally just print them out, do them. I, I did the script. I sent it out. And an hour later, they're like, okay, we want you in California right now for our last audition. And everything like just was a 24 hour turnaround. Like, wow. okay, let's get on a red eye right now. And so we literally got a plane ticket for the next morning 
we pack all of our stuff. We go to LA. I mean, this is like, this is like four in the morning type stuff. And it's a five hour flight and it's three hours behind. So I'm messed up, right? I have to do this, this audition. This limo driver comes to pick us up at the airport. My mom and I have like, I've only been to LA like a total of three times. So this is insane that, that a limo driver is picking us up to go to Warner Brothers Studios. We're like, holy crap. So we get in this limo, we drive to Warner Brothers. We have all of our stuff there. It's like seven in the morning. My audition isn't until like 11 o'clock. So we show up at the front desk of Warner Brothers. They're like casting office. I mean, mind you, this is Warner Brothers Studios. This is like big. This is where Fuller House is shooting right now. Yeah. And we're, we're at the casting office uh, and they're not even open yet. They don't open until eight. But, but the security guard was like, hey, like we'll let you hang out in the employee break room, which was pretty much like the janitor's closet. And we're sitting there. I'm putting like some makeup on. I'm getting my, my, my wardrobe on. We have our, our, our luggage. And we're just sitting there for a total of like three hours just waiting for this, oh. you know, for, for, for it to open. So I'm so anxious. I, I'm like, oh, my gosh, what is happening? And then finally, the casting director comes into the room and she's like, hey, uh, we'll see you guys back now. So my mom and I, we walk back there. Uh, it's this room that's like it looks like a small um a college uh, uh what, what is it um classroom so like it's sort of like set up uh, like as a stadium but much smaller There's yeah. like three rows um all the writers and and um, producers were there they, they they bring me down to this really fancy setup and I, I do my lines and i go back there was another kid there there was just one other kid they saw him he went back into the room as well and the casting director uh, she comes out and she says, hey, uh, you can go back to the hotel, but Michael, we need to tell you your hotel information, which I found out later was a lie. They take me into the room and everyone's standing around in a circle. They have a camera pointed at me and I'm like, what is going on right now? And they were filming my reaction to them telling me that I got the job right then wow. and there on the spot. So uh. they weren't telling my, my, my hotel information. They bamboozled me but in the best way possible. And also this all happened on the week of my birthday. I was turning 13 years old. So now uh, uh, right after that, they, they cut my hair, they, they gave me my script. The next day I was shooting, my very first scene was like with John Stamos. And it was like, my, my life has never been the same since. We had to stay out there for three weeks. We only packed for like two days, mind <laughs> you. And, and, and we're living in this hotel. I don't know, it was just super crazy and the most insane, a way to get a job ever but yeah that's how i'm that's how i got jackson on the show that's awesome. i know that's kind of long-winded but no, yeah, no it was, that's, that's a great story, story. man that's something right, right, you're, right. you're gonna remember the rest of your life oh gosh i mean that shaped my entire life and, and yeah. the week of my birthday like the best birthday present on this right. planet ever right. yeah so so you play jackson like how would you like describe him from like the day you got that part to now like and how would you describe him and how much do you think he changed throughout the seasons Jackson is now, I mean, well, in season one, he's very different from season five. In season one, he's sort of a, a goofball kid. He doesn't really know what's going on. Uh, a little bit insecure. He's kind of a doofus and not too far off from my own character at that time. It's really funny because I feel like as Jackson has matured and progressed, I've sort of matured and progressed almost side by side with him because the things that he learned in life, it was so weird. I'm sorry, this is also a side note. It was so weird because things that were happening in Fuller House were happening in real life to me and to almost every single one of the castmates. And we just share these crazy stories about stuff that would happen. Sometimes it was overtly, sometimes it was stuff that happened like subtly. But what, what, one of the best um, stories is that one time 
we we had like this fake fire that that was on the set. There was no real fire. But then all of a sudden, our our stage catches on fire the same day, just so, by by some random accident. And some several like like drama stuff with the with, with stuff um, on Fuller House happened with some of like the actual family members of the actual cast. Um, uh, 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 John Stamos's baby and Josh Peck's baby um, were actually friends. And in one of the episodes, uh, Josh Peck's baby bites um, John Stamos's, but in real life that happened too. <laughs> so I don't know, just to like set several random things. But uh, Jackson, uh, as he progresses, I think by season five, he really becomes his own person. I mean, he has his own identity. He's not people pleasing anymore. He is, um, he has a direction in his life. He decided not to go to college and start up like his own tech uh, uh, startup, which was really interesting direction that uh, he went in. He likes video games. He's, you know, got a girlfriend. Yeah. He's really hitting it home. So um, I'd say he's, he's in a pretty stable place. Did you have any idea? Like, you know, like I grew up watching the original Full House. And when this came out, me and my wife started watching Fuller House. And like, did you have any idea that it was going to be like even like the same fans coming back to watch this and of course newer fans too and then you know the show got pretty big the show got so big so fast it was like i mean i i remember i was in my hotel room in san no it was it was new york and and the show had just dropped and i was going on the view and i look at my instagram and i'm like i i literally went up by like 300,000 people in one night and it wow. was insane so that that was just a testament to me it was like Wow, people are actually watching this show and it's getting super popular. I didn't really know the returning fans. I actually, I watched Full House. So I was already a, a pretty big fan of the show. So I knew, I mean, even if I wasn't on the show, I think I would watch Fuller House just for the nostalgia as many people are. So right. it's no it's, it's no surprise that, you know, adults, you know, 30 years later are returning back to the show because they love those characters so much, which is mm -hmm. great. I mean, we have such a loyal fan base and I love them all, seriously. So from like the original Full House, who was your favorite uh uh, cast. <laughs> my favorite cast member. Well, my character. character uh, yeah. my, my my favorite character on the show was. Oh, gosh, it it had to be Joey. I think Joey was the funniest to me. Uh, I I always enjoyed watching him. Um, that's how but, I, that's how I was favorite, too. Oh, oh, definitely. He was he, he's the best. Um, but actually, getting to work with them, it's so funny. He's just he is his character. It's the funniest thing you'll ever see. He makes all the same jokes. I mean, he's a stand-up comedian, you, you know. Yeah, that. I've seen him, my, yeah. My, right, 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 right. My, my favorite to work with by far, because he's just, he's just so kind, such a warm-hearted person. He's like my actual grandpa. Bob Saget is the funniest and the most down-to-earth, loyal, amazing person ever. I love him. Just needed to comment that out for a second. But, yes, Joey was my favorite character. Yeah, that's awesome. Who's your favorite yeah. cast member that you worked with now in the new show? Did you have, like, somebody that you worked that you liked having – that you have more scenes with that you're excited to work with. And then there, is there somebody that you wish you had more scenes with? You know, that's a good question because Bob Saget, I wish I had more scenes with him. He's again, like my favorite person to work with uh, of the legacy cast, but my favorite cast member, I think was uh, uh, Adam Hagenboo. He plays um, Jimmy Gibbler on the show, uh, Kimmy's brother. Right. And um, yeah, he's such a pleasure to work with. I mean, as a scene partner, he is react like, like, like just on an acting level, he is reacting to everything that is happening. And that is the greatest compliment you can ever give to an actor. Like if you're reacting in a scene, even if you have zero dialogue, you are in the scene. And this guy, I mean, he went to like, like four years of acting college. 
he's such a professional actor and just to see him like use all of that in his sitcom just heightened every scene I was in with him. I have such respect for him as an actor and he's so gosh darn funny. You just watch watch any scene. He's always in the background just making a face or doing something. Uh, just you always have to look at Adam <laughs> to make Fuller House enjoyable. Yeah. What do you think was like your favorite scene that you had with Jackson or favorite episode from the last five seasons that sticks out the most? My, my favorite scene was the scene. I, well, honestly, any scene that I get to be overtly goofy, just do some stupid, crazy stuff. Um, there, there are three that stick out in my mind. One time I had to do a stunt and fall. Uh, I had to slip on a piece of mayonnaise slathered bologna. That was very fun. Um, and then I had to uh, uh, eat like these chips in slow motion. And like this, and like this wind was blowing in my face and my hair was going back and they're playing like love music over it. It was such a great visual gag. Um, and then uh, another scene, uh, it was in from, from season one, it was Lucha Kaboom, where Jackson had to uh, fight these like, these like Mexican wrestlers in this cage. And I had a stunt double and I got to do some of like, like the falling. And it was the coolest thing ever, just being able to do all this goofy stuff. I think that was my favorite part of playing Jackson, uh, for sure, all that stuff. What are you gonna miss the most about Jackson? Hmm. What am I going to miss the most about Jackson? I've never really thought of that before. That's interesting. I, I think, like I said, I think all the goofy stuff that, that I got to do, because anytime I would do something goofy, I would ramp it up to 11, and then the writers would add even more, like, they would add uh, goofier stuff for Jackson down the line, or they would add even more visual stuff to the, already, to, to the gag that I was already doing. So that, that was great to me. I, I love doing that. I think that's what I'm going to miss most about, you know, playing Jackson. But mm. as Jackson, um, like, like, like as the character, I, I really, I'm going to miss his future. You know, I feel like, I feel like I would love to see some like spinoff of Fuller House where it's like him in a dorm and just bunking with some people and like, and like have like, like, like the kid just for a few episodes. That, that would be really fun. To see. Mm. Hey, you never know. Candace said, you never know. You guys could do a movie like a netflix movie or a special or something like that hey fullest house bring it on 30 years let's do there it you go. There you go. yeah speaking of candace she played your mom in the show dj like how would you describe that relationship and that chemistry with you two like another mom seriously yeah, it, it, yeah we were so close and especially towards the end because you know we, we knew that things were sort of wrapping up and I think in season five, we got a lot closer just because we're like, wow, like we're really running out of time. But the, the strongest, you know, you know, mother son relationship, we would talk about anything and everything. I mean, I, I would come to her, you know, just for like random problems that would happen. Like, Hey, I'm feeling down. It's like, Hey, like come have lunch with me. Um, and it was great. We had zero. I honestly, this set, everyone loves each other so much. And that is so rare to see, on any kind of set, because usually there's a lot of drama, but ask any one of the cast what, like, like, like what their relationship is to another castmate. And it's always like, they're like my sister, my brother, like I love them. That's exactly the reaction you'll get for any one of them. Mm. There's, a, there's a video online where it's you pretty much, you guys come out at the end, you do like your final bow. How, right. would, you, how would you describe that feeling? Ah, gosh, very like a, 
mm, like a pit in my stomach. Really? Like a wow, this is this is seriously the last time I'm gonna see any of these people. This is so sad. Like it, it, and it happened in a matter of seconds. I feel like everything was kind of going in slow motion because everyone came down on the floor as soon as it was done. Like all my friends and family, I was I was bawling crying. My 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 two best friends were there and we just sat and we're like, wow, this is it. And I gathered up all my stuff and I left. And then it just it was gone so fast. I feel like the next few days were such like a like a numb feeling. Like I'm never gonna be here again. And that's so like like it's just devastating. And everyone was feeling that. So we all kind of talked it out. You know, we all hung out after. I mean, we we had like our 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 sad little like 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 post Fuller House party. That that was fun um, because we kind of just got to like cry again and talk. But since then, I mean, we've only seen each other like all in a big group, like one other time since it's coronavirus. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, that's how it's been. I mean, the, I know the fans are upset because I even saw a petition online where like, come on, Netflix, you have to bring it back. But come uh, on, so, just one more season. Uh, just, just one more season. Because weren't you guys <laughs> at first, weren't they saying six seasons for you guys? Yeah, so we we had a contract for six seasons, but that, that just means – a contract it doesn't really mean it'll go six seasons but they yeah. have us for six um i mean we were just taking it season by season i don't i don't ever remember them saying this is guaranteed five i mean after one we were like oh my gosh it took off i didn't even know how that how that was gonna go yeah honestly yeah wow wow so uh when i was doing research on you man i saw that you love magic i do I, love I, magic so i'm a huge magic fan and to this day like even my daughter i have a daughter she's five years old we watch america's got talent just for the magic oh shin Lim and every i i, I had shit on my show he was awesome really oh my god yes. that's great I, i'm 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 really good friends with uh the the guy who actually makes his tricks um his name is blaze sarah and and i did a show with him and we kind of became friends from there and then shin came to see my performance at, at my show, I didn't actually like get to talk to him or anything, but um, I heard that that he actually enjoyed it, and that was such a high compliment. I'm like, this guy who's literally won America's Got Talent twice, to my, yeah. to, to, twice, and I, I I want like he liked my my dinky little magic show. I thought that was so like I was like ah, this is great. Uh, how did you yeah. fall in love with magic? This is another great story. So I come from a family of very very magical people. Um, my mom is. Uh, well, she used to be the fairy godmother at Disney World because um, I live in Orlando, Florida. My aunt and uncle, they used to be professional clowns. Now they are Santa and Mrs. Claus professionally. So like he's like a real bearded Santa. And, and she, you know, my, my, my aunt Sherry, she looks like Mrs. Claus. I wish I could send you a picture um, of us. Like they, they, they work at Disney as well as the like resident Santa and Mrs. Claus. So we'll like go and visit them during, you know, December uh, and they actually introduced me to magic. They got me my very first magic kit for my eighth birthday. And I got this magic kit. I'm like, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. Like I get to fool people. I get to make them laugh. I get to use like my performing skills. And I also had um, a magic shop that was like 20 minutes away from me. So I just go there for my magic camps. I mean, who has a magic shop like 20 minutes away from them? That, that was such like a godsend. That was that, that really leveled up my magic because I got to be with people who were like like-minded and I got to do all these shows and I got to meet these like incredible professional magicians who just stopped by. I mean, it was, it was a place called the Magic Dove. They're still running and I still do shows there whenever I'm down. 
in, in Florida. So it was really, uh, uh, you know, sort of a mix of my character because I love outsmarting people. I mean, I, I know that sounds terrible to say, but like, I love playing chess and like, you know, I love playing poker and like uh, uh, doing like the outplaying, outsmarting. It just really fit in with my character and I'm, and I'm acting. I mean, gosh, that's just like, like hey. a hole in one there. <laughs> For me, uh, oh, and and I'm also into like information security, like hacking and all that. That's super cool, like lock picking, all those like weird rogue skills, totally up my alley. And I didn't even discover all that until I was, you know, uh, like like well down the line, maybe like 12, 13. So uh, I currently work at a place called the, the Magic Castle in, in in Hollywood. It's like this mansion. Yeah, in, I know about it. Yeah. Oh, that's you need right. A special that's right. invite to get in. You need a special invite. You need like it's a very rigorous audition process to get in. And I'm in their I'm in their junior program, and they hold auditions twice a year. They only let like maybe five people in at, at a time out of like twenty three or something like that. So new members go in and out all the time. I mean, once you hit twenty one, you basically like like age out of the program. So uh, I I'm gonna turn eighteen here pretty soon, but I get to you know, work there anytime that I want. I just say, Hey, I'm available these days. I get to make my own routines. It's the most incredible. I, I think it's up there with one of the coolest jobs on this planet. Really. Wow. Would, yeah. would, would you ever think about like trying to do like a big act and like try to go like an AGT or something like that just to try it? Have you thought about mm, it? No, I you see here. Here's the thing. All those guys who are on AGT are very, very technically inclined. Like I am not technically inclined at all. I mean, Shin Lim, he builds these like giant levitation floating rig. Yeah. Like a, a, a lot of it's made for camera. My, my stuff is very personal. Like, like it's like a one-on-one, very small crowd. Uh, I think that's where I kind of play in uh, most. I mean, I like doing big stage acts. Like I like doing um, illusion type stuff. That's kind of my, my background. I haven't really gotten to do that in recent times, to be honest with you. Uh, but I did, however, just audition for a a stage act, um, like, like a mentalism sort of deal. I'm still oh, waiting awesome. to hear back because uh, the Magic Castle just got shut down because of coronavirus. But once it kicks back up, I think I'll be doing that. But nothing outside of the Magic Castle, in, in all honesty. Mm-hmm. You mentioned like yeah. the whole, you mentioned the whole, you know, magic and like the pick locking and everything and the hacking. Like you have to get start getting some of those roles where you're playing like, uh, like a James Bond villain or that kind of stuff. Dude, I know that being a James <laughs> Bond villain is my number one. That's exact. That is what I would love to do. I, honestly, if I hit James Bond villain, that's where I peak. I'm like, okay, it's all downhill from here. I'm <laughs> done. Great. Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> I quit. I quit on a high. That's awesome, yeah. man. So, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. so now that this is all done, everything, did you like even get a chance to film any other projects or anything before the coronavirus hit? No, well, actually, yes. Um, I, I didn't get to film it, but uh, right out, like literally a day after Fuller House ended, I started production on a, a, a theater show. Um, it was uh, a Snow White Christmas. Essentially, it's this, pan, it's this, it's this uh, a theater um, company that, that it's, it's like a specialty theater company that, that, that comes around um, only during uh, the Christmas time. It's, it's essentially a musical where each year they have a different theme. Um, and this year's theme was Snow White. Last year it was Peter Pan. Before that it was Beauty and the Beast or something. And I got to play the prince in Snow White. And we traveled to uh, North Carolina doing this show. And oh, wow. it, apparently, I, like, I didn't realize how big this was. Like, uh, apparently, uh, I learned that it's called a panto. And a panto is where uh, the audience can like interact with the stage 
show. So like, we'll like walk in and out of the audience. Like we'll, we'll break the fourth wall. They'll like start screaming stuff at us. It's so much fun. I mean, I think like, like the Rocky Horror Picture Show, but, but for kids, that's, <laughs> that's wow. kind of what, what it was like. Uh, and it was great. So that was sort of a, 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 a slow descent back into reality because immediately after I had a project, but then it was January, nothing, February, nothing, March, coronavirus. So, uh, yeah, it was, you know, now, now everything's shut down and I'm just waiting for life to kick back into gear, I guess. Yeah. It's going to be a few more months, I think. I, I think so too, unfortunately. I mean, production's kind of started and then they kind of stopped and I don't really know where it's at, but I'm going back out to LA in the beginning of August just to see, you know, what's going on. September, October, November, I'm, I'm, I'm betting on those, on those times being, uh, being, being the number one, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, Michael, how can the listeners uh, find you on social media? Well, I am active on, on two platforms mainly. It's uh, Twitter, which is um, Michael Campion with two N's. And then uh, Instagram is just Michael Campion. So right. you, can, you guys can find me there. Michael, this was fun. Thank you uh, for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. This was a great time. That's a wrap. That's a wrap, everybody. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening to the Man Cave Chronicles podcast. I finally get my man cave. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at the MCC Podcast. And our website, themccpodcast.com. Until next time. Until next time.